Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Jesse and Joe. Episode 21. Run for the hills! It's a pandemic! Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Jesse. And tonight we're going to talk about Pandemic. The do's and don'ts, the likes and the hates. But before we do that, let's talk about what we got in the game room. We're still talking about this? Yeah. (laughs) So the first game we got was Gorus Maximus. And I questioned putting that one on our most anticipated list. And I can't remember if I did or not. Well, it's a trick-taking game of bloody gladiator combat. Ooh. The artwork looks awesome. It's got blood splatter all over the... Blood. Everywhere. Everywhere. It, yeah, it's it looks like a cool trick-taking game. There's an eyeball right there on the side. Yes, there is. There's an eyeball. There's an eyeball. Oh, my God. There's a skull. There's a jawbone. What what is this game about? The guy got kicked out of his boots. It's a trick taking game. Well, what's a trick taking game? Don't hit well, my mic. One to eight players compete free for all or in teams, gain the support of masses by collecting gladiators with positive crowd favor and avoiding those with negative favor. So trick taking games are usually you have to play a higher suit, higher color, something beats something. That's a trick taking game. Okay. At the end of the round, zero of Trump awards, five bonus crowd favor. So, this one is by Inside Up Games, designed by Connor McGoey. Even the little bear in the corner of the box is covered in blood, chewing on a hand, (laughs) and has a sword in its back. Well, they did have bears and lions and tigers and things like that. Oh, my. In the Coliseum. So it doesn't really surprise me. They did. They did. They did. What the hell box is that? It's huge. Uh, We also got the Godfather, Corleone's Empire. You said it right. In the Godfather, Corleone's Empire... Players control families vying for dominance in the 1950s in New York. Send out your family's Don, Consolidator, however you say that, heir, and thugs to shake down businesses all over the city in order to gain the illegal resources you need. Take control of the different turfs and reap the benefits they offer. Bribe city officials in order to use them as powerful temporary allies. Complete jobs for Don Corleone and gain the upper hand against your opponents. All your actions ultimately get you money for your family. But money in your hand is never safe in this tough world. You must be able to launder it and secure it safely in your suitcase if you are truly Become the most powerful family in New York. Take the gun, leave the cannoli, and get ready to join the family business. So the miniatures in this thing are awesome. It's, it seriously has little metal suitcases that you put your money in. Cool. This sounds like very familiar to a 
most recent game that we have played quite a bit. Borgata. Borgata. Yes. Which goes live very soon on Kickstarter. April 2nd. Yay. Shameless plug. Sorry. What else came in the mail? All right. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Arrived, I should say. Borgata. We were talking about that. Yep. <clears throat> so, Borgata, we're hoping to have goat games on our next podcast for... We are? Yeah. We're going to try to do a Skype test record okay. before we get that all done so it comes across good. Cool. So, the next game we've got was Smugglers from Cosmos Games. And you want to go over this one? You were pretty excited about this. I am because it looks kind of what gold rushy. Potato Charlie's infamous band of smugglers is recruiting new members to win the coveted spot in the gang. You must prove you are the sneakiest and most adept smuggler in a smuggling contest. Show Big Boss Charlie what you're made of. Grab your smuggling sack and hide your contraband inside. Make a run down the hill and through a hole in the fence. Be sure you cram as much stuff in your sack as possible, but be careful not to make it too big or you'll get stuck in the fence. In Smugglers, you form spheres out of modeling putty with contraband pieces hidden inside. The spheres are rolled down a track toward a fence. If your sphere is too large and gets stuck in the hole, you end up in the junk room. The spheres that are small enough and make it through the hole are weighed against each other. The owners of the largest sphere can inspect the contents of the smaller sphere to earn more contraband. But beware of stink bombs which can foil your plans and the first player to smuggle a certain number of goods wins the title of Top Smuggler and joins the game. I call Top Smuggler. It is a player, two to four players, ages eight and up, and about 30 minutes. The kind of test your luck, dexterity, bluffing. The box is huge. It is, and it's kind of heavy. All right, so the next game we've got is Mercado. What's this one again? This is False Money and True Status. Today is market day, and there are many beautiful things for sale. You've got lots of coins in your purse to spend. Perhaps you are interested in a fine and precious tapestry, elegant shoes, or valuable golden goblet. Well, you're not alone in your desires. The market is full of wealthy people who also aspire to improve their reputations by purchasing the most heavy or highly coveted merchandise. And that's how the competition begins. To win the merchant's favor and get the goods, you have to offer them the right coins from your purse before the other players beat you to it. Whoever plays the right coins first gets to take home the treasure. Hopefully you won't draw any pesky counterfeit coins from your purse, because that's the one way your plans might be thwarted in this exciting game of conspicuous consumption. Yeah. Two to four players, ten and up, and about 30 minutes. Yeah. Kind of a lightweight strategy game, high bidding, high interaction, medium weight luck by Cosmos Games. So... Before, do we have any more games? We have one. Oh, okay. 
There can be only one. Oh my god, there's the Highlander reference for anybody who's looking for it. Between two castles of Mad King Ludwig. When did this one arrive? This arrived. This is by Stonemeyer Games and Bezier Games. With game trays. Game trays? Yeah. Mm. So, if you've ever played Between Two Cities and Castles of Mad King Ludwig, this is a mixture of the two. I don't know how, because I've never played either one. <laughs> but I really want to play this one. So, the king demands a castle. You are a world-renowned master builder who has been asked by the Mad King Ludwig to help design his castles. Projects of such significance require the expertise of more than one person. So for each assignment, you are paired with another master builder to execute your grandiose plans. Grandiose. Will your planning and collaborative skills be enough to design the most impressive castles in the world? Between Two Castles and Magically... King Ludwig is a tile drafting game in which each tile is a room in the castle. You work together with the player on your left to design one castle and with the player on your right on the other, another castle. On each turn, you select two tiles from your hand, reveal them, then work with your partners to place one of your selected tiles into each of your two castles. At the end of the game, each castle is scored your personal final score is the lower of the scores of the two castles you help design. And the player with the highest final score wins the game. To win, you have to share your attention and your devotion between two castles. Interesting. It looks really interesting. The game trays look really interesting, too. But that's like a Stonemeyer must, isn't it? I don't know. Well, that's what I heard with... Um... But we bought it, so... Apparently. Yeah, that happened. News to me. Yep. I didn't even know this game. We'll have to do a review on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, are we done with... Uh, what we received? Yes. Yes. I would just like to shout out to our wonderful listeners who have donated to our Extra Life. Yes. We received several... Received a couple more uh, sponsors. Sponsors and donations. So we got our listener Bill mm-hmm. sponsored by donating a couple games. We got Duena mm-hmm. sponsored by uh, she donated some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got West Rock, a uh, company that Noel works for, and they donated uh, some money as well. Okay. So we uh, we actually met our goal. For extra life, so I changed it, and we are now at a thousand dollars. Okay. So I figured five hundred obviously was too easy to reach. So now we're going to try even harder. Well, I don't think it was easy, but we had some great sponsors out there that helped us so we're reach hoping, our first goal. Yes, obviously, if we reach a thousand dollars before the event, then we're going to raise it again. So yeah, we just want to keep doing better. The kids need the help. The families need the help. So no, no goal is. It's too small. Right. And if you haven't checked out our amazing website that Joe works so hard on. It's should, amazing. It is. It's really great. You should amazing. go check it out. We have a special page for our Extra Life event. We do. 
our sponsors and our team members are there. Yep. So, and remember, if you want to join our team, click the Extra Life logo on our uh, web website of under the Extra Life tab. Click the Extra Life logo. It'll take you right to our Extra Life page where you can join our team. Yep. And once you join our team, I'll make you a little logo and you'll have your little meeple with your name under it on our website. Yep. And then you can start raising money for a good cause. <laughs> okay. Other thing we've got is we have a confirmation now. Yay! We are for sure getting the Sioux Falls Heroes and Villains group going to be there. I know. Our kids are super excited about that. Yep. I've reached out to the 605 Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and the 501st Garrison for Stormtroopers, or the Star Wars cosplay guys. Yep. And gals. Um, so, waiting to hear back from them, but we have a confirmation already. We do have the Sioux Falls Heroes and Villains group. They said they will be there. Yay! So, that was just my little spiel that I wanted to put in there for spiel. our great sponsors that we have. Ash and Spiel. So far. So what have we played recently? I haven't played anything. Wow. Well, I, I want to talk about something what? that's really bothering me. What? I started watching a new show today. Oh, you did? You're going to go off on a tangent? Yeah. What'd you start watching? I watched the Netflix series... I'm, I'm the second episode into it, and I'm hooked. The Order. Okay. And it is really good. Okay. And I swear, the the headmaster of the of the university is one of the gals that played on Charmed. Now, I'm not a guy that watched Charmed, just so we know. We're very clear on this. Really? Um, But if I had watched Charmed for some reason, she looks like if she was one of the Charmed sisters. <laughs> if there were sisters, I don't know. I didn't watch the show. Really? Yeah. Were they sisters? Um, yes. You watched that show. I did. Why don't you watch The Order? Um, because it looked semi-creepy to me, and if you don't know anything right now, I don't do creepy. Oh, okay. But anyway, the, uh, it has, uh, sorcerers and the secret, um alumni or cult or something in the university and something to do with the kid's dad, the main character's dad. And he, he lives with his grandpa, which now he got accepted to his university, the um, Belgrave University. And there's a werewolf involved and it's just there's a lot of story there. And the guy that plays his dad, I swear he's he's the guy that played Max Headroom. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Maybe you're too young. What? Max Headroom? How would I be too young for that when I'm older than you are? But you don't remember it, do you? I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. Too young for it. Back in my day, we used to watch good shows called Max Headroom. Max Headroom? What else has he been in? Uh, See, he was in a zombie movie. Which he got infected and died. Um, he was in uh, the Order Netflix series. <laughs> You're awful at this. You know that? Yeah. But anyway, it's got a little bit of language to it. Uh, it's TVMA. Was he Panic from Hercules? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. 
So uh, I I like it. I'm hooked on it. It's it's very good. Just kind of like the Umbrella Academy hooked me. He was also in um for those people that are actually wondering, he was in Gargoyles, and he was in one episode of Quack Pack. Who was he in Gargoyles? He was Jackal. Jackal. Oh, okay. But it says he's only credited for one episode, but I believe they were in more than one episode. I don't know. We should watch it. She's making the scrunchy face. If only we owned the Gargoyles TV series. Oh, wait. I just had to scroll further. What? He's down here. <laughs> oh. I'm on IMBD. IMBD? Mm-hmm. IMBD? Mm-hmm. What's that? Internet Movie Database. Oh, you mean IMDB. I'm sorry. I am BD. I am legend. Bite me. All right. So you haven't played anything since last podcast? I don't think so. He was also in Tiny Toons. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's mostly a voice actor, I suppose. Yeah. I don't think I've played anything. I remember playing the Quacks of Quag. Quedlinburg, which was two weeks ago. Yep, I remember playing that. And you know, then and then ignoring your husband for two weeks. I did not. Um, and then we had the the kids last week when we really didn't play anything. Yeah. And hi mm, yeah, I don't think I've played Hi-ya? anything. Hi yeah. Hi yeah. Hi yeah. I'm a ninja. You are a ninja. Like a ninja. So, I played Pandemic, the base game, the original game, with James today, and we barely won it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We won, but barely. Um, I really liked that, uh, the cooperative. He he sat for the rules and understood it, did really well. Uh, Then we played a game of Pandemic Legacy. Okay, so how is that different from regular Pandemic? Well, you change the board as you play. Well, yeah, obviously it's a legacy game. Change rules. Um, There's events that happen that change things drastically. So, yeah. (laughs) It, uh, bigger board, too. A bigger board for which? For the legacy. The legacy. Do you think that's because you have to you know, change it up, or... I think so, yeah, because you change, you do effects on the, the diseases, um, you'll do effects on the cities you're in, um, it, it changes the game drastically as you play it. Okay. So, and if you win a month, you get a game bonus, if you lose a month, you have to play it again, if you lose it twice, you have to progress to the next month, um, you just don't get that bonus, uh, you have funding, that if you win, you lose that funding. If you lose, you gain funding. How does that... That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They say if you win, then you've got a handle on things. Oh. And if you lose, you need that extra monetary help. Gotcha. So it, it that, does make sense. Now it makes sense. But, I mean, when you originally said it, it was like when you lose, you get money. But when you win, you don't get any money. Yep. So usually it's the other way around, but in pandemic, you're trying to beat disease. Right. So, obviously, the way you explained it, you win, you got a handle on it, you don't need funding. Right. 
Um, and then we played Pandemic Fall of Rome. And that's the one. Sorry, that's the one you talked about in our last podcast, the one that you yes. picked up that you were excited to play. Yes. Um, it does not have Maximus Decimus Meridius. Well, why didn't you just flip the table right then and there? I should have. You should have. I should have. Uh, I actually I got the character that, that would have been closest to Maximus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> Say that so, five times fast. Maximus Decimus Meridius. Show off. Father of a murdered child. Husband of a murdered wife. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> that one, really, really liked it. Um, quite a bit different than the other pandemics. Um, you have to have legions with you to remove, remove cubes. Mm-hmm. And there's a dice rolling mechanic that it introduces. So you're battling these Barbarian hordes. So what's the difference between the fall of Rome pandemic and, like, original pandemic? It's it, Essentially, it, the base is the same, except for instead of treating the disease, you're attacking the barbarians. And by doing that, you, have to, you can't just go to the city and remove a cube by treating the disease. That's regular pandemic. Mm-hmm. Instead, you have to build a fort, recruit legions, and then attack the barbarian horde. By that alone, makes it incredibly hard. Because you have to have the card of that city to build the fort. Okay. Then you have to get your, your recruitments, then you have to roll the dice. All this takes actions. You only get four actions per turn. The game escalated so quickly. We got one alliance under our belt. You're supposed to have five. Five alliances wins the game. So how did it escalate so quickly? When the when the cards come out, the invasion, uh-huh. it just escalated. And then it was... Um, the, the cities were getting sacked, which were creating outbreaks on... Which are kind of outbreaks... Um, through the other cities, and it's just chain reaction. At one point, we had one orange cube left to put out. The next turn, we were able to, to defeat some of those those orange cubes. Otherwise, we would have lost the game right there. But mm-hmm. essentially, yeah, it was. we delayed it maybe two rounds of the table, and then it was just done. We lost. You lost. Horribly. And you said you liked that one. Oh, I love the theme of that. It's just the theme? Yeah. And I, I got to say that that one just, yeah, it was it was good. It was hard. It really gave you that, that fight. But I enjoyed it. Um, played with Tom and Eknum today. Mm-hmm. So they, they played, uh, and Eknum only played a pandemic game once before, possibly twice, I think he said. And... Uh, he does not like cooperative games at all. This um, I know, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'd almost go as far as saying that I think he hates them. <laughs> uh, he, if he wants to play a game, he wants to play a game for himself. He wants to win for himself. He does not want to work as a team. He does not want to help anybody win a game. He wants to win. Okay. A sole winner. 
So when I asked him what he thought of Pandemic, he said, I don't like Pandemic. I don't like cooperative games. Um, but he said as a game itself, he'd give it probably a 5 out of 10. I was just going to ask, I mean, is it just the cooperative aspect of it? It or seemed like that. Or is it the, the whole thing? No, the game itself, he said he, he didn't mind. It's the cooperative aspect. He does not like working as a team. Okay. He wants to be the sole victor and sole victor alone. Uh, he said at some point, if he doesn't like who he's playing with, he will tank the game just so that he can see that person lose. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, and I, I just I couldn't wrap my head around that. I was like, even if I'm not even a big fan of the people I'm playing with, I want to win. And so if I win, everyone wins. I'm going to do that. I can't. I can't turn my brain off so that way I can purposely make somebody lose. See, I don't know if I would go necessarily that far, but I can understand the sabotage aspect well, of it. Well, here's my thing. If you really don't like who you're playing with, then don't play with them. I know, I know. But you have to understand that it could just be, it's not just you like a majority of the people that you're playing yeah. with, and maybe there's one person that you don't really care for playing with. But I don't know if I would go as far as tanking the whole game. I could definitely see sabotaging aspects of it. I guess, but if it's a cooperative game, you're working as a team to win. I know. But now we know that uh, Eknum does not like Pandemic. <laughs> well, he likes Pandemic as a game, but not the cooperative aspect of it. Yeah, he doesn't like Pandemic. There are because other, it's cooperative. There are other games so. out there. I mean, I think he likes the... If it was a thing where everyone was against each other, then th he probably might enjoy it a little bit better. Right. Because then there's that take that, I can make you lose, and I can still win. Right. But, yeah, uh, what, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You want to know how much of a blonde moment your wife had? What? It took me almost two weeks to figure out the quacks of Quedlinburg and, like, the... The name of the game and the essence of the game didn't come together for like two weeks. What do you mean? Like, the name of the game is just, you know, the quacks. And I'm like, what? And then you're building potions. Yeah. That didn't come together for me for almost two weeks. You kidding me? No. Wow. Yep. I got that right away. I didn't. Wow. So anyway... <laughs> Tom, Tom really liked the games. Uh, I think he said he really enjoyed the Pandemic Legacy more than the Pan uh, Fall of Rome, and mostly just because we got our butts kicked in Fall of Rome. But I think, but Tom, he enjoyed the the theme of it. Yeah, obviously. But I think, if I remember correctly, Tom really likes you know, not really likes, but he likes cooperative games. Well, he, he said more he started than, playing games that were cooperative. Yeah, he likes cooperative games more than. Eknum does. I, I think, yeah. I, I think, think everyone. anybody <laughs> likes cooperative games more than Eknum I does. Would, I would say majority people probably do. But I mean, you know, I understand where Eknum's coming from. And, you know, 
very happy that he came out and played games with you today. And you said that Tom liked the Legacy one yep. over the Fall we of Rome one. barely won that Legacy. I had a moment that at the very end it was, well, James was playing, and then he stopped playing. So we kind of had to play his character for him because we can't just drop out right. in the middle of a game. So Eknum had just gone. I'd just given him some cards, and he'd cured a disease. Mm -hmm. So now we had three diseases cured. And, and how many do you have to cure? Four okay. to win. And then so then it's James's turn. And I said, well, if he's at the research or research facility, then I could give him these other two blue cards, and he can cure the blue disease. Okay. And the game would be end right then and there. If we hadn't done that, we would have lost the next turn because there was only two cards left to draw. Okay. So, gave him those two cards because I was the only one to have an ability. Um, James, you gave James's character. Yeah, so we, we gave... I had an ability that I could give any research card or they could take any research card from me mm -hmm. because I was the researcher. Okay. And so by doing that, you don't have to be in that city matching that card to give it to them. So by doing that, I was able to help our team win the game. So basically what you're saying is when you play Pandemic Legacy, you definitely want to have a researcher out there. Well, there's anything. I mean, there's so many good abilities out there that they just they work well together. Okay. So the medic is awesome to have. The uh, scientist or the researcher is really cool to have. Um, there's a lot of cool abilities. So. so how many people can play Pandemic Legacy? Two to four. Two to four. So you guys played with the max. Yes. On that one. Yep. And I don't know if one of the boxes unlocks a fifth player or anything like that. Because like in, in Risk Legacy, mm -hmm. um, I think that's two to four as well. But I've I've heard that boxes unlock another player too. So So are all like just legacy games in general, because I know we have a few. Yep. Are all the legacy games manufactured the same way? Like yes. everything that's in Everything that's in the blue box Pang like Pandemic Legacy One is in every Pandemic Legacy season one. Which unless is it gets packed incorrectly, which we had a Risk Legacy that was packed incorrectly. I remember that. Yes. We I were remember. playing it at uh, Badlands, and someone came up and said, you're not supposed to have that out yet. And we showed him the box, and he says, oh, yeah, that's packed incorrectly. Okay. No, I mean, that was just something curious that I was, you know, thinking, it's kind of, is it like a blind bag where you don't know what you're... I mean, obviously, it's a well, blind bag, but I mean, is it... You know, are they all manufactured the same way? Do you yeah. get the exact same thing in every single box? or is You it... get the same components. What you're left with at the end of the game is a completely unique game to the people that are playing it. Right, and I understand that. I was just trying to understand, you know, is every game manufactured the same way? Yes. Okay. All right. So, I, I really enjoyed them, though. Um, the uh, cooperative part, I don't mind at all. I would have liked to play it, but, you know, it's finally nice enough here where I can kick the kids outside and our street's busy enough where I kind of like to monitor the little ones. Eh, I like to have you out there. When 
all of Somebody. them are outside, yeah. especially both littles. So it's kind of nice to have me out there, even if I'm just, you know, sitting in my chair reading or whatever. I can still monitor. If she's sitting in the dock of the bay. You're very, like, music tonight. I'm not music. Okay. I am what I am. I thought you were going to do a Highlander reference. No, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't? No. Really? No. We only had one in this episode. Maximus Decimus Meridius. Oh, so apparently we're moving. We're graduating from Highlander and moving to the Gladiator. Yeah, but you know what the one thing Gladiator is missing? A Spanish peacock. (coughs) That's right. Good old Ramirez. Yeah. You're twiddling your fingers over there. I'm not. I'm just... There's really not a whole lot I can say to you. What can I say? But you're welcome. I knew that was coming. <laughs> you remember Gavin, however, how he used to always say you're welcome? He would always say it like that. You're welcome. Yep. It was so cute. But, you know, yeah, I would have liked to play the pandemic game, but I'm not... I like the cooperative games. But there are certain aspects of if you have so many actions to take that it gets a little tedious when certain people try to take their actions. Yeah. Uh, no, I get that. And and really, if you're playing a co- uh, cooperative game like Pandemic, mm-hmm. you really want to go into it with, we're a team, we're helping each other, and right. not what, well, you know, I don't want this guy to do that because then he could he could win the game for us. I want to be the guy that wins the game for us. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't want to be that guy, or you know, I don't want to give them this ability because that could help out the team. I want to do this because then it'll it'll help out my character, and my character can have the bonus. That's really frustrating to play with people right. like that. Right. And besides, there's other games that we have recently gotten that I would really like to play. Yeah. So. What are those? Um, the villainous expansion. And then we got two other Disney games. I know you Disney memes and like color or something. Color brain or something. Oh yeah, color I, brain. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Those two and um, Dice Forge. Dice Forge. Yep. I want to get that one to the table, and I'd really like to play um, the table is lava. Mm-hmm. I want to say the floor is lava, but I know that's not right. Yep. So. Oh, I was I was thinking about our Extra Life thing. Okay. We had another sponsor. We did. We did. Uh, Noel's wife, Elise, she's an artist. Oh, yeah. And she donated a bunch of her paintings to us for our silent auction. Yep. So if you're in the Sioux Falls area on June 15th, definitely need to come check us oh, out. Oh, yeah. This thing's going to be huge. I'm hoping. It's going to be huge. We've got tons of stuff, tons of activities, food. We're going to have superheroes there. Hopefully, we'll have the Ghostbusters. Hopefully, we'll have Stormtroopers and Star Wars people there. This thing is going to be huge. It's basically going to be a convention, people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a convention that's free, and any donations that we can get are going to be um, they are going to be going to a good cause. Mm-hmm. So, none of, none of the money goes to us, people. No. I mean, this is, this is all for a great cause. We're donating... Everyone else that donates is helping, and we're just we're having a good time doing it. So, yeah. 
That's fun. Yeah. So just plan on us talking about it for like the next few months. <laughs> yeah, because it's the end of March. Yeah, and, and then so we'll we'll do some some test runs on our podcast with uh, the Skype thing, and then we'll get a hold of Goat Games and see if we can get a podcast thrown together with them interview. It'll be strange to like actually see them. Yeah. Instead of you know just communicating via messages and emails yeah. and things like that. Kickstarter goes live on Bergata April second. So what, like two less than two weeks. Yeah, <clears throat> I believe that's a Tuesday that it goes live on. Is it? Let's yep. check. So that's gonna be that's gonna be have to be one that I'm gonna back. It is a Tuesday. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to see what kind of awesome funding they can get. Want to make this game happen? And it's so. It's got. It seems like when you just read the premise of it, it sounds like it would be a heavy, dense game. But it is not. No, it's a, it's a very easy game to teach. It is. Um, but there's a lot of depth in it. They're, right, they're definitely... A lot of strategy. A, oh, yes. Tons of strategy. Yeah, I mean, we're talking cutting horse heads off and putting them in your bed. No, but I mean, and even like you said in a previous podcast that, you know, when you play with, what, five players is the max? Yeah, basically what I'm saying is you play with five players, you come to my house, you're part of my family. Are you done? You know what I mean? Are you done? You're like my wife. I am your wife. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. No, but... The five-player game versus a three-player game. Five-player game versus a three-player game. There's a lot of changes. Is this one of those episodes where I'm going to have to smack you around a little bit? Smack me around. Come on. But you wouldn't think that just a couple players would change the dynamics of the entire game. And you totally threw me off. Oh, the ferocity. I hate you. The ferocity of the... The dynamics between five and three player, five and two player, it's it is what it is. Guess who's sleeping in the game room if he keeps oh, talking like this? Like the fishes. You are. I'm gonna step into some cement shoes. I'm gonna go down to the dock. You are. You know what I mean. <laughs> you are. I like mafia type games. You do. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not a huge. I tried to watch The Godfather, and I'm not a huge fan. Of those type of movies. You know what a great movie is? Goodfellas. Okay. But you would think with the subject matter... Do I look like a clown? Do I amuse you? <laughs> no, you don't. Because you're pissing me off. Off-a-fa? Yeah, off-a-fa. <laughs> but that's just... You would think with the subject matter that it goes through that it would be, you know, a big, complicated game. It's not. It's No, and that's what I'm saying. But it's an awesome game. It is a very awesome game. I like yeah. it a lot. It does. It's, it's, a, it's a very fun deck builder. Um, I like the cards that uh, you place face down in, in the beginning of the game. It really adds that mystery to it, like mm-hmm. what is going to be there. And then especially with them putting uh, these uh, special ability characters, like the pit boss for the casino, um... You know, the well, Irish mob. The CEO, corrupt CEO for the waste management company. The Irish mob for the meatpacking plant. You know, these, uh, yeah, they they really add to the game. And I really want to see, 
the finished um, surveillance cards. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, because those are going to be a stretch goal or not a stretch goal. Um, those are going to be a pledge level. So right. if you want to be on a surveillance card as a FBI or a cop or whatever, you know, they can they can put you on there, and it's, you know, it's a little bit more money, but it's if if you're that kind of guy that loves being in a game. It's worth it to you. Right. And, you know, that's just what I want to see. They put so much work and effort into all these cards. Yeah. That that was one aspect where it's like, okay, it says we'll be oh, added. And the artwork just, it totally looks like the picture. Yes. Like the one that uh, Dan Goff had sent me. Um, the guy, the picture looked just like the judge. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just awesome artwork. Yeah. So... I can't can't wait to see that aspect of it, like the finished product on those cards, because everything else was finished. Yeah. Yep. So. I think they said a little bit brighter colors on on some of the cards, um, just kind of help with the print, mm-hmm. the, the wording that's on them. But other than that, awesome, awesome copy. So. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a prototype anyway, but. No. It's I'm really looking forward to the game. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what they add to it. I mean, because. Like we were playing it, you could you could put expansions with this, right? And so, I want to. And I'm looking forward to see what else Goat, Goat Games is bringing to the table. I was just gonna say that I can't wait to see what yeah, else they after, come up with after, after Borgata. What's what's their next game they're working on? Right. Like they said, they've got a couple other friends that that design games as well. So looking forward to seeing what they uh, they have to offer. Okay. So is that is that it for us tonight? I think that's it for us tonight. Is that it? We keep getting interrupted, and it's about that time. It's a school night. We have to go to bed. Okay. So that's it for us tonight. I'm Joe. And I'm Jesse. And you have a great night. Night. Hey, do you want to play games for a good cause? Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers all over the world who play games to heal kids at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Find out more at extra-life.org. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on these formats. Find us at Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. You can join our Facebook group of Average Joe's Gaming. Follow us at Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. Find us on Reddit at Average Joe's Gaming. You can join our Board Game Geek Guild at Average Joe's Gaming. You can go to our website AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com and find all of our information. Check out our Extra Life tab and feel free to join our Extra Life team by clicking on the Extra Life logo, which will take you to our team page. You can also listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting devices, such as Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate all of your feedback. If you wish to get in contact with us, you can go to our website at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.com and go to the Contact Us link, or you can just email us directly at AverageJoe'sGamingPodcast.outlook.com. You can also message us on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>